Welcome to Cupcakes and Protein Shakes, the podcast that brings you inspiring stories and insight from the world of competitive fitness. I'm your host, Savannah Sharp, previous MPC Bikini National Level Competitor, WBFF Pro Fitness Model, and Posing Coach. On this podcast, I share my own journey to the stage and interview other female competitors from all divisions and industries, including MPC, IFBB, and WBFF. Each week, we bring you new episodes full of motivational stories, helpful tips, and real-life experiences from competitors of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, our goal is to provide you the knowledge and inspiration you need to succeed in your own fitness journey. So if you're looking for a podcast that's both informative and entertaining, look no further than Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss out on the latest insights and inspiration from the world of competitive fitness. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so be sure to tune in and join the conversation. Hi guys, welcome back to Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. I am your host, Savannah. We're doing another episode where we're sitting down with a fellow competitor. We're going to get to know her, her journey, her story. Welcome to the show. Introduce your name and tell us where you are from. Hi guys, I am Christy Kirkhoff and I am from Overland Park, Kansas. So right here close to uh, where Savannah's at. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. I'm glad that you're joining us. So tell us right now, like, what are you working on? Are you in off season? Are you improvements? What are you doing? Are you prepping? What are you working on? Yeah. So I am seven weeks out from my next stage. So I am right in the middle of cut and prep and all the things um, really starting to get into that period of like that big change and my body being like, what is happening? happening um embracing you know the fatigue and the macros and all the things um my last stage was last November so my off season's about a year total and uh I'm actually loving kind of being back in this cut phase and how many competitions have you done so far so last year I did two competitions um they were spaced out my first one was in June in July and then I did another one in November Um, And so this was my first true like off season after a stage, um, which was a fun process, like getting to go through that build and um, see what it's like to start increasing your macros and feel the difference of putting on like really purposefully putting on muscle. I am sorry, I have kids yelling, Um, (laughs) putting on muscle and um also watching your body change and recognize that it's not that it's a different body it's your current body right here right now and it's exactly what it's supposed to be instead of fearing that change and fearing what it looks like yeah that's a great mindset because I mean sometimes like that first off season it is a it's a hard one because you do see the changes. You go from shreds to not anymore. And you kind of, you know, sometimes you get discouraged depending on how long that you have until your next show, how, how the placings went. It's just, it seems like, you know, oh gosh, you know, I, I let myself go, even though you went from extremely lean to looking like a healthy lean. That's so great. it's, it's just different to see your body go from lean, 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 scale drop, scale drop, scale drop to now increase, 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 increase. Even though you're putting a lot of the same work in, you're seeing the measurements, everything go in the opposite direction, which is a little bit hard at the beginning, but having a good mindset towards it of just whatever my body looks like right now is what it's supposed to. It's 
I do this on my own. I don't actually have a coach. And I feel like it's that disguise of, or not disguise, but like trying to realize that you are building muscle and you might not be able to fully see it. That I feel like was one of the trickiest things is it's like, okay, what am I building? Like, is it working? And, you know, when you look at yourself, it's hard to be as objective. And so um, you can see the parts that are like less desirable more than you can see what you're trying to do. And so I really wanted, I really tried to focus on, okay, but what's good about this? Like, I actually have curves again. I actually look feminine. And in some ways I look more relatable because I also kind of run a business related to getting healthy and fitness. And so when I'm at that stage lean, I am not super relatable. People are like, I don't want anything to do with looking like that. And so, you know, embracing the beauty in all sides of it. I like that too. It, it is because there's fitness and then there's the niche. So that's a niche in itself. Then there's like the general health population. That's like, you know, I just want to feel good. Then there's the competitors where it's like, okay, we're taking this to the extreme levels. We want big muscles. We want veins, striations. We like the, the look. And that is not relatable for a lot of like a lot of people are just wanting to lose five pounds, wanting to just maybe drop 10 and still feel comfortable just walking around and how they're looking. But a lot of people don't actually want to see it on stage. I know we think that there's a lot because we live and breathe in this sport and we're so used to being around a lot of athletes, but a lot of everyday people are just looking for something that is relatable. So as a coach, it's good to have both sides under your belt but it's also great that you can embrace most importantly when you're healthy and show that side too. So what do you do as like, so I know you talked about being a coach. So like, what is your title? What do you specialize in and what do you do? So um, I'm actually partnered with a company and I do, I don't know if you want me to name them, but I do, that company specializes in working out from home. And this kind of where this all started for me, I was um, married for, I was in a long-term relationship. I was in it for 20 years. I was married for 10. And um, my ex is an alcoholic addict. And we had gone through like four years of just, he was trying to get sober. There was a lot of just trauma that went with it. And um, I was a very unhealthy thinker. Like I thought I wasn't capable of anything. I never took care of myself. I was highly addicted to TV. Um, I would spend like eight hours a day watching TV after work and that kind of stuff. So um, although I was thin, um, I was not healthy at all. And so in finding myself, I was like, okay, I have to find a way to start getting in shape. I, my second kiddo, I had almost died having him. I had trained with a friend for a while, but he moved. And so I was like, okay, I've watched this friend do this over and over again. I'm going to try it. I don't want to go to a gym. Gyms intimidate me. I don't want to be there. It's distracting. And so I started working out at home and it changed my life. It brought a community to me that I could be around without actually being around them. I could make it work around my kid's schedule as being a single mom. 
Um, and it's a community that really encourages mindset as well. And um, just exploring who you are and what your goals are. It's not all about getting thin. It's about getting healthy. And so slowly I kind of dove in more and more. And then I was like, I am all in. And I set the goal for myself that I want people to feel like they don't have to go into a gym or they can if they want to, but they have something that they can just turn on without having to go dig on YouTube or all the things. They have a structured program they can follow. There's uh, like options for any kind of fitness and they can start. And what I always say is aging into health instead of aging into disability or aging into ability. Um, because as an occupational therapist, I worked in adult care for years and just watching the epidemic of people aging into disability is so heartbreaking. You see these people who, you know, worked their whole lives for retirement and they retire and now they don't have a body that can support them. And I want to see that stop. I want, I want that to stop with my generation. I want that to change. I want to see more people feeling empowered and able to physically do the things they want to do, keep up with their um, grandkids, all of that, the amount of people that can't even keep up with their kids. I'm like, we have to stop this. So really, um, my goal is to just help as many people as I can find a way to do it. You know, at, in half an hour a day, give yourself half an hour a day to commit to being a better you so that you can enjoy the longevity of your life. We don't know how many days we have here, um, but I know I want my last day here to be strong and um, I want to be, you know, doing all the things I want to do, not laying in a bed because I didn't take care of myself. Wow. That is amazing. Like hats off to you because that is, um, that's something that I saw in my journey very quickly was health is the only thing. Health is the wealth. Like it's not about money's in the bank account. It's not, it's like your health now and today is it, like what you're doing on a daily basis, your daily habits are contributing to what you're going to look like in the future. Are you going to be the grandparent that can go and do things, take the grandkids to the park? Are you going to be alive for your grandkids? Yeah. And so I realized that at a, like a very young age of I don't want my years on earth. They're already short enough. I don't want those to get even shorter. If even, you know, long-term, if you're really thinking about this, we're going to get some, something you're going to age, you're going to get what X amount of disease, cancer, whatever is going to take you out is going to take you out. One of the most, like, what do they tell you if that happens? Right. What's your, like, what's your diet? Let's change your diet. Let's exercise. Those are like one of the easiest things. But then it's the medication, all that stuff. So if you want to give yourself a fighting chance for the future, starting today and just making one healthy decision, it's so it's hard for people to grasp fitness because it is scary. Going to a gym is scary. Very. It's intimidating when you are wanting to get in shape and you are out of shape, going to a location where there's hundreds of people that are in shape and you're seeing your dream body that you wish you could have of people that are doing these crazy movements and they're pushing this weight that you could never lift on your first day. And you're just, it's very overwhelming. Like I clearly remember even at the beginning, 
I was a thin-ish person and I would just go and I was scared. I was scared to go into the weight room. I would just go, I'd have my headphones in so no one can talk to me. I couldn't listen. I would just block out and just go run straight treadmill. I would just watch Grey's Anatomy for like an hour, just walk on the treadmill and then I would leave. And that was it. That was it. And I was like, okay, that was like step one. Then I started just, when I would go, I would just kind of watch, watch and observe. And then I thought, okay, I can't go. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Let me call in reinforcements. So I went to the counter desk and was like, Hey, can like, I need a personal trainer. So I started doing sessions with a personal trainer and basically was like, I don't care about anything right now. Can you just walk me through the gym? I need a buddy. I need a bodyguard that is like going to kind of make it a safe place and just show me form. So then we would walk through like all of the equipment and just teach, just teach me like how to do it. Then we progressed into, okay, once a week, we're going to work out and do a, a session. Then I would be like, okay. So then I would do that. And then we did twice a week and three times. And then it's like, okay, I think I'm confident enough. I know my exercises. I think I can do a couple of days on my own. And then I like, it kind of built that way, but it's, it's scary, right? It's scary it when is. you, you go and you're like, I those five pound dumbbells are heavy for me. Like, well, it and is. it can still be intimidating, even when you're in your journey, because like, if I go to my gym that I go to, but like the idea of going to a different gym, I'm like, I mean, the machines are different and there's other people there. And like, I have a checklist of gyms in my head that I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up the courage to go there, but like just different environments. And then there's the inherent cost that goes with having a personal trainer and getting through those things. And it's not super accessible for people. Um, as a single mom, God, I know that more than anything. And, um, you know, there's fear, there's fear of hurting yourself. There's fear of people. Um, I, I personally, I've had chronic joint pain since I was eight years old. And so there was the fear of, you know, this half of the people are saying, I'm going to make it worse this half of the people are saying I'm not, what is the middle? And finally, I just said, like, I'm either going to try and it's going to work, or I'm going to try. And by the time I'm 50 years old, I'm going to be in a wheelchair and it's going to stink. So what do I have to lose? And I think that's where people struggle is, you know, there's so much advice out there. There's so many different things and they don't realize other people are also scared. Like even those of us that do it all the time, may feel intimidated you know maybe we're wanting to try something new and it's you you're in an environment and you're like well somebody's gonna see what this looks like whether it looks good or bad <laughs> and yeah so okay this is a good point because i'm i was scared i was like i want to do fitness classes like i want to mix up my cardio like i so you reached out and there was like a free class yeah. and i at first i was like hell no like i'm not doing that like no i'm not doing that no thanks I'm like no let's just try it. Like, let's try it. We're going to be terrible at it. It's going to be completely different than I'm used to. So I went and I was like, Hey, I'm here. Like I, I might look fit, but I don't know what I'm doing. Let's try this out. And it was very humbling and very challenging. So the whole class, like, but it was when we went, there was other girls. Oh my gosh. Is your first time too? Yeah. It's my first time too. And like, so you were, you were able to go at your own pace. It was a really good workout. And then after I felt so great. Cause I'm like, okay, this was a different thing. I didn't expect, but it is like every single person feels that fear. You just have to learn like 
to overcome it because it's going to benefit you. So you have to just realize the benefit of actually doing it is going to be better for the youth than not doing it. I feel that's like, that's a big part of the challenge. And that's been something that's been huge for me is first there's the physical challenge, right? Like the actual, just like, okay, can I lift a weight? Can I do cardio? Like, what can I do? Um, and I resisted for a long time, the mental side of it. I was like, okay, no, I'm just here to work out. Like I'm not digging into personal development or podcasts. Cause that's all really encouraged in my community. And I was like, no. And then I like started letting it creep in and we actually have a whole mindset area now. And I am obsessed. I became obsessed with the, I didn't realize that that physical fitness journey could take me on the mental health journey. I needed because I needed it. I, um, I married my high school sweetheart and, you know, I lived with an addict for 20 years and there's a certain amount of, um, mental and emotional abuse and trauma that goes with that. And I was hiding it. I, I mean, nobody knew what I was going through at all. And so then when it started coming to fruition, everybody's like, what? But everybody just thought I was fine because I made the decision to leave. So I must be good now. Right. And on top of that, I had just almost died from having my second kid. And so, um, as you get through, you know, you start challenging yourself physically and you're like, oh, and you start believing in yourself a little bit more. And so then you start kind of the mental health side of it and you just start becoming this more full person that then has led to me adventuring out. You know, that's how I landed on stage. I was like, I mean, I don't know what it's going to be like, but my bestie in my fitness world does it. I secretly have always kind of thought, well, that would be cool to do. So why not give it a try? And it has led to this whole community of people. I mean, that's how I met you. The first time I met you, I was coming into Angel because the connector on my, I was so embarrassed too. I'm like, oh my God, my connector on my bikini, it's too short. Like just silly things that now I'm like, it's no big deal, but I've done that work mentally and I've pushed myself and I've started realizing that, oh, I'm so much more capable than I give myself credit for. And so like the place you came with me, I I never thought in a million years I could get through a hot yoga class. And then the first time I did it, I came out feeling so empowered and I'm like totally hooked on that now too. And so just like meeting people that I before probably wouldn't have like reached out to or talked to or feeling confident reaching out to somebody on social media and being like, Hey, what do you know about this? Or, Hey, I think I can support you here. Um, it's just really empowering. And that has been something I didn't expect from all of this, but I'm loving. Yeah. The mental. So I, you, yeah, again, like you, whatever reason gets you in the gym, like you're gonna just, yeah. Like it's these small little wins. Cause there's a lot of stuff that is going on in the backgrounds of our lives that, aren't coming up that we're not posting about that you don't get to see. There's a lot of trauma. Every single person, every family is experiencing something. It's just their version. And maybe isn't equivalent to, but everyone has trauma and there's a lot going on that we can't control. There's things happening and actions and kids and life and just work and stress and stress, all this stuff that's going on. When I found fitness, it was so nice because it was one hour a day that I could just like really focus on 
none of that. Just yeah. put it aside, listen to the music, feel those natural endorphins, like push myself, take any of that frustration out on the cardio machine, just go crazy. Exactly. And then it's done. And you just feel like you're in such a good spot for like mental clarity. Sometimes like when you're like, oh, I don't think I can. And then you do it. Then you start really testing your own abilities. Like you said, where else can I apply this ethic, like this worth ethic to whether it's like, okay, I don't think I can do this. Wait a minute. No, I did that heavy rep at the gym. I can try this now. And so it just builds. So you build that confidence. And sometimes it does start by literally doing a home workout, look on, you know, working with somebody or a coach or researching or just that want to get better. And as long as you're just wanting to get better and you show up, that's all that you can do, but you can't control what else is happening. So I'm glad that you found competing. And so getting ready to showcase everything seven weeks out. So between for the three shows that, or I guess three preps that you've done, what have you learned in the process? What were some mistakes that you didn't know that now that you do know. Definitely. So it's been interesting. Each prep has been different. Um, my first two, like, cause there was a space in between. I was like, Oh God, what do I do in this in between state? And, um, I do this without, you know, a lot of people, when they go on stage, they have a posing coach, they have a nutrition person, they have someone doing their personal training and I'm doing this on my own. So, um, I do have a posing coach, but I only see her like a couple times. And so I really learned that one, the big thing for me is I cannot compare how I have to do it to how other people have to do it because I have to do it differently because I don't have all of those things. And I don't necessarily, like, it's easy to say, oh, well, I can't do this because I don't have that stuff. But I just remind myself, okay, I've done this. I can do it again. I don't need all those things. Would they be nice? Yes, but I don't need them. And then um, I was actually thinking this morning about like, you just become like, there's something in your prep you become very focused on and um, that's what gets you through. So like, I have been really focused this time on how can I make my foods have different flavors? (laughs) Cause there's not like foods limited, right? But I wanna make sure that I am still enjoying the food I'm having. So how can I make it where each meal is exciting to me. And because so many people talk about how it's like so hard to eat and prep and they're like, Oh, I hate the chicken. I'm like, I love the chicken. What are you talking about? And so, you know, exploring, like, how can I put different textures in my food? And what does that look like? Um, I found that my last prep, um, for my show last November, I was very, very emotional. I was kind of on a roller coaster. And I think that's because that was like my first really like bigger show. And I didn't know what to expect with really getting down that lean and what it felt like. And so I wasn't focusing on that one thing. I like focused on how cold I was all the time and it just kept me miserable. And so Um, I feel like that was, has been a really big lesson is pick something 
that makes you happy, even if it's food. Like, and I watch food. Like I, my Instagram, if you pull up my for you, like it is all desserts. And my boyfriend is always like, why are you watching that? And, um, what does, what does that do for you? I'm like, it doesn't do anything for me, but it also doesn't bother me. And, you know, I love watching my kids eat. I love, you know, making sure they have the things they want and I don't clear my house out. So many people are like, I have to take everything out of my house. And I'm like, I want my kids to see that I'm eating. I'm still eating and I'm eating healthy. And, you know, they like to joke and they're like, mom, you can't have that. And I'm like, watch me. And I will have one bite and they're like, oh, okay, it's fine. And so, you know, really being set on that, teaching healthy habits to my kids while going through this kind of extreme process. Cause I feel like last year they were like, oh, nope, mom can't have anything. Nope. You can't have that. Should you be eating right now, mom? And I just don't want it to be like that. I want them to see that it can be a healthy journey and that it's okay. So yeah, that's a very different mindset too. Like there is a lot of people that make prep miserable because that is their focus. Yeah. And I've had it before where, oh gosh, all that I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. And you just, the more mm -hmm. like how you talk about your prep to others is yeah. really impactful on how you're actually going to feel. So if when someone asks, you know, Hey, you're getting ready for a show. How's it going? Like you look great. Blah, blah, blah. And your answer is, Oh, I'm so hungry. I'm so tired. Yeah. That is all that you're going to focus on. That is literally where your brain is going to think. So now you're like, okay, prep means tired, means hungry, means miserable. But yeah. when you switch that focus to, okay, let's talk about, oh my gosh, my lips are amazing. I'm really proud of myself. It's been hard. Um, I'm really excited for the show or have these improvements, whatever that is for you, like your focus during that prep, it, it is important. There's so many things that you need to do your diet, your training, your posing, thinking about the state, all that stuff. But if you're just kind of like, like you're, you don't have like, okay. All right. No, those are, that's all noise, right? Yep. What can I do today? What do I need to focus on right now? Is it the food? Is that's what you need? If you need the variety, I know for myself personally, I've gone through preps where I ate these same meals 10 weeks in a row yep. did not change. Do you know what happened after the show? She ate everything. I ate everything because I didn't have that variety. Then I learned, okay, maybe I need to switch up the food, texture, spices, and it's okay. The only one to blame is really yourself. If you're unhappy with your food and you have the choice of your food that you eat, the only person to blame is yourself. Exactly. Even if you're working with a coach too. And I, so, and I do think that's some of the freedom I get in doing it for myself because it's not, so like, I know, um, every Tuesday night, whatever protein I have is going to be a little bit taco-ish. Um, it was, although this has changed, it was every Monday night I had salmon every Tuesday night, whatever protein I had was taco-ish every Wednesday night, it was tilapia every third. So like I have a structure. Um, and like my meals during the day are pretty similar. My breakfast, I always start my day now with a Ninja Creamy. That's a game changer because I'm like, oh, look, I'm having a dessert every single day. Um, and then like I have a morning snack that's the same. My lunch is whatever my leftovers were from my dinner the night before. So there is some consistency. Um, it's just I'm changing up the flavors and I'm using different things to add flavor or, 
you know, it might be ground chicken one week and it's chicken breast the next week. And that just makes it where it's still interesting and you're not just over it. And then you come out of prep and you're like, okay, like I don't need to eat all the dang things. Um, and I can still feel good. And it's just, you know, balancing it and playing with it. I try to keep it where things are pretty even through the day. So that one meal's not huge. I do struggle with gut issues on top of it, which I had before all of this. It's just now that I dove so much more into my health, I'm like, okay, this has to be figured out. And I struggle with bloating. And that's really hard when you're in prep because you're like, oh God, I'm like working this hard. And now I randomly look like I'm six months pregnant. Um, and so working on the mental around that and recognizing what foods do lead to it and what don't until we figure out why it's happening. Um, I had the wonderful experience of at my first show, literally in the middle of stage, I was standing on stage waiting to figure out placements and I just felt it happen. Like my bloat just all of a sudden started. And I was like, there's nothing I can do to stop this right now. I am standing here on my first stage in a really tiny bikini and my stomach is literally inch by inch blowing up like a balloon. And you can see it in the pictures. Like I'm like, great, great, great. And then it's like, what happened? Did you go eat a cheeseburger or what happened? And so, you know, I I've learned so much about my body and my system and it's led to me it's led me to digging into my health even more and asking the questions, you know, we know I have a slow gut, but why, and what can we do to change it? And I think that's going to help my health in the long run too. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's to peak perfectly. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It, it is, it is a science and it is learning your body. You should not expect to have a hundred percent perfect peak the first time. No, that's the science experiments. You're going up there. You do not know how your body is going to respond just to the stress and adrenaline alone. It's not normal that you're going in a song in front of a thousand people. That's not very normal. It's not something that you do every single day. So even though during the contest prep, you're preparing your mind for it, when you actually do it, it's a lot different than just practicing or mentally rehearsing. So sometimes you know, things happen. You might spill over, you might not digest things right. Um, Certain things that, you know, your your gut, like you're cutting things out, putting this in there, manipulating water, sodium, salt, stress. If you traveled, you got to think that's going through. You're doing a lot of stuff that is not your normal routine. So your body is kind of freaking out. Well, and throughout your prep, like through your cut, your body gets really used to this, 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 this. And then those like that 24 hours before and backstage, like you have to learn what you can do backstage because people are doing all kinds of crazy stuff backstage. There's people, you know, eating gummy bears. There's people eating pop tarts. There's people eating Rice Krispie treats. I found I have to use rice cakes and occasionally put some peanut butter on them to give myself the energy, but otherwise like beware and be careful because you just, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. And when you're really new and I still consider myself really new, but like those first couple stages, you're like, Oh, they're doing this. Maybe I should do it. And so building that confidence to recognize, okay, like I know my body 
and I should not be back here eating gummy bears because it's not going to end well or those kinds of things. That too because I've like seen these girls do these like weird movements with like pumping up and like and so then you see them and you're like oh okay and then then I'm gonna go or ever ever what happens is one girl will start pumping up in the class way too early then everyone gets up one by one. Okay. She's in my class. She's pumping up. I'm going to pump up. Okay. We still have an hour to get on stage. And I, I, I learned, I said, wait, I know when I need to pump up and it's not my time yet. I don't need to do this. My body is different. You see girls throwing honey, rice cakes, nothing. Um, like there's weird things happening. And again, like just, nope, mm -mm, nope. Just focus on yourself. Same thing. Like during the contest prep, just not being able to compare yourself. Like don't compare what you see on social media, someone's shots or their body. Even if you're going to the same competition, like it does not matter. It literally does not matter how they look on a Instagram post where their butt looks amazing and they're filtered. It's crazy. It doesn't matter. Right. So just focus on you and prep is an individual journey, especially if when you're coaching yourself, that can be extremely hard because you are wanting to try to look around of like, okay, am I doing this right? trying to get that feedback and research. But when you coach yourself, what are some things, like, how do you coach yourself? Like, what do you do? Do you check in? Do you write your data? Like what were things you were tracking? Yeah. So I, I definitely have some really good friends in the community and I kind of find out like, okay, I'm looking at people who are similar body styles and sizes to me. And we have lots of like really open conversations about macros. And I look at what I'm doing and how things are shifting and adjusting. And you know, it is, it's a little bit of a science experiment. So I'm like, okay, I'm still not seeing this shift. So I need to go down a little bit, but I've learned that like, you have to be very, um, small increments, small increments go a long way, both going down and up. Um, and then, you know, I'm measuring regularly. I am taking photos. I take photos every single day. I'm on Instagram every single day, just because of what I do. So Um, I'm talking about it. I'm taking photos. I'm taking posing videos. Um, I'm sharing them with the people who I know I can say, okay, this is where I'm at right now. What do you see? Cause I always say I have cut goggles and it can be hard. And so like, what do you see? Are you seeing this or is this my cut goggles showing up? And I know the people that I can trust to be really open and honest with me. Um, supplement wise, I'm, I'm researching what I do and don't want to use. I'm a natural athlete. So, um, you know, I have to make sure when I'm out there looking and looking at what other people are doing and doing my research that I'm not trying to compare myself to people who aren't natural athletes because it looks very, very different. Um, You have to consider age. I'm 41. Like, I'm not going to look like the 25-year-olds, nor do I want to. And so it's really taking the time to look around, ask the questions, be comfortable, you know. Um, Even though I get a lot of my supplements from the company I'm partnered with, I still go to a supplement store because there's a few things I can't get. I I talk to them usually for like an hour every week and I use their posing room and that kind of stuff. I'm making myself present in that community because if you build those relationships, then even though you may not have a direct coach, you can still have those conversations of like, hey, I'm really struggling in this one point. Can you help me out with like where I should look? I'm not always asking like, hey, tell me the information. I'm like, guide me to where I need to go so that I can figure this out. And you have to, if you're going to compete without coaching, you have to have that. Now, 
I was trying originally to do it even without a posing coach just because cost like getting into competing is insanely expensive and I didn't really realize that when I first committed and then I by the time I started realizing cost I was like I'm already in like I can't look back <laughs> and so um I was teaching myself posing from you know YouTube videos and all the things and I was like no this is an area that I absolutely if I'm going to put money somewhere I'm going to put the money here because I cannot teach myself this you really need someone that can be like okay like move your hips this way this is what you should be feeling but at the same time the person I picked knew that I wasn't going to be someone who was in there every week they knew that I was someone who was going to take the information they gave me put it to work and do my best and then check back in and I I'm blessed that I found someone who is like send me pictures send me videos I will help you out as much as I can um, and then again, like rely on your community, build a community, don't isolate yourself, find people that you connect with and use their information. You know, you don't know it all. I have a cousin who has now decided she wants to compete too, and is going to do this next show with me. And I'm like, I'm here for you, but I don't know it all. And I'm willing to give you advice and tips, but um, you're going to have to be willing to go look around and do the work too. And she has, she ended up hiring a coach. And so, you know, we talk back and forth and it's just building those bonds. So many people who compete isolate completely and like want to keep themselves to themselves and all that information is super protected. And while like, I don't put my macros out there because I don't want people to think they can just follow what I'm doing and it will work for them anyone can message me and I'm like, okay, this is kind of how I figured out what I'm doing and how I'm adjusting. You know, I stay within the percentages and I see, like I give myself a week or two weeks to see, am I responding to this before I'm like, nope, not working. Cause if you respond too quickly, you didn't give yourself a chance. Yeah. I mean, I've actually, it's, it's really interesting because a lot of, I've, some of my friends like coach themselves too. And I'm almost to the point where I think I could, I know enough where I'm like, I think I could probably like take over my, not my preps, maybe the off season or the beginning of it. And maybe just get the help at the very end of it. Cause after you do it a certain amount of times, like you, I really know, okay, what are my key indicators? Like, okay, I know when to cut out these different things. I truly like trust the process. I know that I'm just like little things that you start to know about yourself when you go through this process. And it doesn't necessarily have to be even like a cut for a show. Like it could be literally like mini cuts, like four weeks of being in a calorie deficit or, you know, eight weeks of building your calories up. Like it is, you are a live science experiment. So you can try things out, like try it, track it, track your weight, track your measurements. Like what inputs like, okay, I'm going to go on a walk today for four days a week. What does that do next week? And if that works and you see, you know, something favorable, if you, if you drop weight, great. If you want to continue, okay, maybe I increase it 1%. So instead of going on a 10 minute walk, I'm going to go on a 12 minute walk. Yeah. Like just little baby steps. And it is a life science experiment. No diet, no, nothing is going to look the same for each person. And every single time that you do it, you're in a different spot than you started the last time. Yeah. As you build more muscle too, or it like 
with your dieting age, the longer you've dieted, the harder it normally gets, yeah. but the more muscle that you build, sometimes it gets easier, but you just learn, you learn as you go. And it's like, you're making mistakes. And your outside, your outside life influences a lot, you know, yeah. how much stress do you have going on right now that influences everything. Um, especially like as a mom, I mean, good grief. I keep saying, okay, I've got to shift my season because like trying to start cut at the start of a school year, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like my littlest has sensory processing disorder and I'm dealing with IEP meetings and I'm like, oh my God, this this timing is not right. But I do have that. I have that ability to shift it. And I remind myself, there's always another stage. Like if I, for some reason, have not gotten this right timing wise, there will be another stage I can find and go to. Um, I have had somebody ask me recently, like if you were to hire a coach, but you could only have them for a small amount of time, when would you hire them for? And I'm always back and forth. I'm like, you know, it would be nice to have someone managing my macros when I'm in like this, this last part of cut when it's hard, because then they're outside eyes looking at you and they're like, oh, you need to shift here and here without having that blurriness of looking at yourself. But at the same time, like having someone to help me really master the reverse, because I feel like the reverse is really hard. Um, It's not that I have, I'm not one who's like, oh, just give me all the food now. I get over worried about, okay, like how fast do I add it back in? Like, am I adding it too fast? Am I adding it not fast enough? And so um, I would really like my next off season to reverse higher than I did this season. Cause I feel like I kind of um, wimped out this off season. I was like, okay, whoa, <laughs> put on the brakes. Like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. So I'm just going to hang out here. But um, yeah, you know, I think if you are going to coach yourself deciding, you know, being willing to say, okay, I might need a coach here and I could make that work for this amount of time so that I learn in that area. If you have that ability to do it, like recognize it, don't just be stubborn and like, oh no, I'm going to no matter what, do it myself. Yes. The reverse diet, it's the most important to your next cuts. Right. And it, it like, I felt like I had really struggled with reverses and it was not until three shows later that something clicked in my head and was like, I am trying to get off body fat that I put on from doing three bad reverses. And so I was just thinking about this. I was just like, if I would have been better at my reverses the last three times, (laughs) I would have been. I don't have to do this much cardio. So when I was miserable doing two hours of cardio, I was like, why is this happening? And then I thought, and I looked back and I was like, you see this week right here after the show where you said, screw it. And you ate everything and you didn't follow any type of macros. And you just were like cookies and cakes and sushi for every day. That one week means that you're going to have to spend like literally four weeks doing two hours of cardio just to scrape off that weight that just, and you really like, you have to like look at it long-term and it's hard post-show, but the more that you do it, that's slow and steady. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you want to increase your calories and your food to a healthy point and get yourself up to a healthy point. But at a certain point, like you have to have, here's my max. 
if I get to this weight, this measurement, I need to stop. I want to be in a range that way. The next time I cut, I'm making it easier on myself. It's either going to be hard in the reverse diet, or it's going to be harder at the end of prep. So pick it. And I think so many people, what I see is people are like, oh, I'm going to reverse, but they wait like seven days to start it. And I'm like, but then how is that actually a reverse? Like, it's one thing to go have like a meal or two like that are like, oh yes, I did this. But my stomach was like, no, do not do that to yourself. Um, I feel like, cause I competed at the beginning of November last year by Thanksgiving, I was like, okay, this is my meal to like enjoy. But um, I, you just like, I feel like it has to start right away. And then, yeah, like that slow build. Um, I also really struggle sometimes with seeing that people have been able to reverse up high, like in my mind to high calories and macros. And I'm like, I want to learn more about how to do that and to how to mentally do that too, because you, when you do that, what they don't show is they go through phases where they put more on and they may be panicking a little like, Oh, what's happening. Um, but they stick with it. And so I feel like that's one of my goals for this next off season is to really learn more about that process and what it truly looks like. And it's going to just, it's going to require me to find someone who is willing to build that like relationship just to talk about it so that then I know like, okay, I need to go read more here or here. And this is going to help me figure it out. Yeah. That's kind of, I have macro envy for these women that I see that are like, Oh, you know, my calories are at 4,000, 3,000. And they just look like five, eight pounds away from their stage weight, like shredded abs eating what seems like a million calories. And I'm over here, like pudgy eating like 1500 calories struggling. I'm like, what, what are they doing differently? What this isn't making sense. How do they have abs, but they're eating like three times the amount of macros. And I'm over here looking like a, like a little chunky and I'm like still dieting. So that's one of my, I know. So that's one of my goals. It's just, I just really haven't gave myself a proper off season before going into another cut Yeah, because you don't like how you look. I mean, really, if you get to a certain weight and you're just like, do I even lift? Like, do I even look like an athlete going from shredded to just, you know, a healthy body it's it does look different it does not look impressive anymore it's not like crazy and you do have the reverse so you have the prep goggles and then you have off-season goggles where you really can't see yourself as you are and you look amazing you look like somebody's goal weight but you've seen yourself so lean right and you got rewarded for that leanness so you think that that might be better but that's one thing that i'm doing now it's just You have to let your body and metabolism get to that spot where you can handle the calories. For me, I know I have to do, it sucks. I'm only like four or five weeks past my other show, but it's slow, right? I'm doing right now. It's really like, honestly, these macros are terrible. Like they're not great. They're not great. They're not great, but we're slowly doing it. So we increased everything initially for like two weeks, see how I I handled it. Then we just increased the carbs a little bit. Like I'm talking like 10 grams of carb bumps or a leg day. 
And then we still kept lows in there. Then we're like, okay, two weeks here, maybe three weeks here, see how your weight goes. Like I have to baby myself and just give myself and my body more time to slowly work it up. So it doesn't go from you were eating nothing to let's, let's throw 2000 calories at you. And tapering your cardio back off instead of just like dropping it. So many people I see just drop it. And I'm like, your body is like, oh, you just added 500 calories and took out all your cardio. I'm like over here adding 50 calories and like, okay, I'll take off one day of cardio or, and like, and I think in that off season, like you said, with the off season goggles, that's where I really focus on. Holy cow. Like, look how much I can lift now. Like, yes. There's no way. I mean, last year, no, but by the time I got on stage, I was like five pounds is heavy. This is ridiculous. And I said, I wouldn't do that to myself this time. I'm like, okay, I at least have to be able to move some weights or you look flat. You look flat on stage. Yeah. And it is just progressive and you just got to learn like what's going to work for you. And that's the biggest thing, like doing a prep or a cut or whatever it is, like even just general fitness weight, like whatever it is, just do it consistently. Track your progress, track something. Yeah. How's your energy levels? How heavy are you lifting the gym? Maybe scale weight isn't everything and that's okay. Like it doesn't have to be. Do you have more energy? How, like, how is your uh, sleep? Like little things like that really are going to show your big picture of like, what does healthy look like for every single person? The answer to that is different. And I talked about that this morning, actually on my Instagram, like you have to use all your tools in your toolbox. When you're looking at yourself, the tools aren't just the scale. It's like, I can get on a scale. It might not have changed. I can like, I body scan today. I do it. I don't know, always know why I do it, but it really, I'm just looking to see it goes down because it doesn't read my actual body fat percentage correctly. Um, so if I were to look at that, I would be like, oh my God, I can't get on stage for months. Um, but I measure, you know, I feel lucky that I dove into this Instagram journey because I can go back. I can go back to last year at this time and be like, okay, where was I at mentally? Where was I at physically? Look at how it has progressed through that. And I have all of that there. Um, and then I macro track in an app. So, you know, I know a lot of people who have nutrition coaches, they're not active, they don't know how to track their own macros, but I have all of it. I have all of the da- data from last year. My scale records all of my data. So, like, I can see, okay, what was working last year when I got really stuck? Like, what meals can I go to that were working well? What was I eating differently? Um, and lean into that to help with like, okay, this is what this true picture is. And I need to look at it for that. I had a posing session yesterday and I was able to, I actually was able to put pictures from my posing session yesterday with pictures from my very first posing session, which are hilarious. And then pictures from my stage last year. And it like was a total mental reset because I was like, okay, look, Like you even said it to me when I saw you two weekends ago, like you're lean, you look like you're close to ready. And I was like, oh God, no, like, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near it. But when I put those pictures together, I was like, first of all, there's the work I did. There's the work that I wasn't sure if it worked, it's showing. And second of all, like, yeah, I'm going to be ready in that time. I'm already this close to where I was last year. And this is a me versus me game. Like if I place, I place, if I don't, whatever. Um, But like I could get on stage 
and be comfortable. I love that. So if anyone is not just competing, maybe I guess we'll have two answers. So if someone is looking to just start a fitness journey, what advice do you have? Um, find it, find your people, find the people who like the type of fitness you like, but saying that you have to explore, you have to, you can't just say, oh, I've always loved cardio. Um, I want you to explore picking up weights, especially as females. It is so important for us. And so find some type of weight lifting that you enjoy, because that's where you're going to start seeing the changes that then help you feel good about what you're doing. Um, But even if you're doing at home, like find people on social media that are true and real, not the people who are only showing the perfect moments, but the people who you can relate to. Maybe if you're a mom, you're finding other moms who are doing it. If you're a single mom, you're finding other single moms who are talking about when they get in or how, or how they find energy for it. Um, If you try to do it all alone, you're going to struggle. You need that encouragement. Um, And with that, you can't just like, if you're married, this sounds bizarre, but if you're married, you cannot just rely on your spouse because your spouse might not love your journey, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go on it. I had a spouse who would constantly ask me like, well, who are you doing this for? Like, who are you trying to impress? Are you trying to get rid of me? If you are hearing those words, you're hearing a lot that you need to hear and you need to recognize it and don't let it stop you. Your health is the most important thing. Because if you don't have your health, you aren't going to have anything. And um, yes, spouses are important, especially if you're in love and all the things, but they should love you for what you're trying to do for yourself. Love that. And then if someone wants to get into competing, what is the next step? Yeah. So first of all, learn about it. Fight, start looking at the costs, look at the bikini companies, look at, um, think about what you're going to need. Are you going to be somebody who has the mental fortitude to do it by yourself? I personally did not think I was, um, but then I realized I was, and I was like, okay, I have learned so much about myself and my abilities, but I was, I'm also pretty stubborn. So like, I knew if I set myself that challenge that I wasn't going to give up on it. Um, but go out, look at and see what the costs are. Look at what your gyms are around you that have bodybuilders at them. You may be too intimidated at first, but don't be afraid to talk to them. Go in a supplement store, not like the big ones. Go find a small one and talk to the people in there because they know a lot more than likely they have bodybuilders in there and they're going to be able to share some information for you. And then you know, as much as we make social media kind of this like overall evil of the world, it's not. It is such a chance to connect and ask questions. Don't be afraid to reach out. Like, heck, if you see Savannah on your social media, don't be afraid to send her a message. She's going to respond. Um, yes, there's people who don't, but those aren't your people. Like, find your people, reach out, ask questions, have the conversations ask the questions you're embarrassed to ask. I was so embarrassed to try to figure out like the whole waxing situation at the start or like the bikini situation is all of us have gone through it. <laughs> like we all have had those moments of what do we do? Um, if you're worried about what it looks like to do it while you're in a marriage, ask somebody like, what does that look like? 
I this year had to try to figure out what does this look like while I'm dating because I wasn't dating last year. And so I looked around and I saw what people were doing and I felt confident and comfortable having an open conversation with the person I'm dating, you know, explore every single crumb that you think could be a component because it will be, it will come up. Yeah. I I remember at the beginning of my journey, I did not know who was who, like, I didn't understand like who the big names were. So I just went to the Olympians and I just started DMing them and was yeah. like, where do you get your soup from? Um, like I remember specifically, I went to like Ashley and was like, Hey girl, like, where do you get your soup? Like, I didn't know it was like such a big deal that you're like talking to all these people. So I didn't care. I was like, all right, well, some of them didn't answer. Some of them did. Or I would ask really specific questions of like how do call outs work or like what are local shows or like what I would just ask random competitors, like congrats on your show. Can you share insight? Like in everyone nowadays, you'll find a question box out there. Yeah. Just that's what it's for. If you see question box, go crazy. Just go just one after the other. Just boom, 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 boom. That's what they're there for. Like there's so much online, right? Like there's so many podcasts, there's YouTube videos, whatever questions you're out, there is an answer on the internet somewhere. I guarantee yeah. you. Well, and like I did my first show through my company, but I was getting the bikini for it. I came into Angel and you were like, have you heard about this show? And it was all stars last year here in Kansas city. And I was like, no. And you're like, you should look into it. And I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it in PC show, but I looked into it and I was like, okay, here we go. Like I'm going to do this. And so don't be intimidated by who you think someone is. You know, there's like some of the top bikini competitors that I'll randomly send a question to and they answer, or like I'll be watching their stories and I'll just be like, oh my gosh, this is so neat. And the answer, and you're going to feel motivated and encouraged and inspired. Reaching out to Savannah and being like, come to this class with me. I was like, she may come, she may not. Like, But then it also led to me coming here today, which I considered podcasting and that kind of stuff. And so if you open the doors for yourself, the doors will open. You cannot wait for other people to open them for you. I love that. Okay, I think this is a great stopping point. Is there anything yeah. else that you want to say before we get off? No, I just really appreciate you having me here. This is a great conversation. It's a great chance for me to like reflect on how I've gone through this journey because I don't always think about it because I do it every day. And um, I would encourage any female that is maybe lost in trying to figure out who they are or what they are or their identity is so lost in being a mom and they don't know. They're like, who am I? Like you look in the mirror and you're like, what am I besides mom or besides occupational therapist, those kinds of things, lean into yourself, give yourself some health, give yourself some fitness, embrace the mental health journey that comes with it and see where it takes you. I love that. Okay. Final question. Are you team protein shake or team cupcake? Oh, I'm team protein shake actually, but that's because I make mine taste like ice cream. So <laughs> Yes. Okay. And then what flavor combinations do you do? Um, right now I am on the, I actually do salted pumpkin spice, mm. which is amazing and feels like the best dessert every day. Um, I have been known to do like snickerdoodle. Um, I love strawberry when we're in summertime. Um, those are probably my three main go-tos. 
Okay. I love it. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. I'll get your episode. It probably won't be for three weeks from today, but it'll be like three Wednesdays from today. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and feel motivated to take on your fitness journey. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. If you want to stay up to date with my fitness journey and get more tips and inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Savannah Sharp Fitness and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Savannah Sharp. And if you have a moment, please leave a rating and review of the show. Your feedback helps me create better content and reach more people who need it. Remember, no matter where you are on your fitness journey, you are capable of achieving your goals with hard work and discipline. Keep pushing yourself, stay motivated, and never give up. Thanks for listening and see you next week on Cupcakes and Protein Shakes.